The following Art Trap production has been made possible in part by subscribers like you. This episode brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. This podcast is also supported in part by the Sonic News Driver podcast companion app, available now for your iPhone, iPod Touch, and now your Android device. Drop the Sonic device. Isn't my day, is it? Even the Sonic screwdriver won't get me out of this one. I have to use this. What's that? Sonic screwdriver never fails. There we are. Neat, isn't it? This can function as a sonic blaster, a sonic cannon, and a triple and folded sonic disruptor. Doc, what you got? I've got a sonic. Uh, oh, never mind. What? It's sonic. Okay, let's leave it at that. Disruptor, cannon, what? It's sonic. Totally sonic. I am sonic to all. A sonic what? And you have a Sonic News Driver. Selected Doctor Who news stories delivered to you sonically. For Earth Date, Monday, the 7th of March, 2011. This is Louis Trapani, and hello and welcome back to the Sonic News Driver. Well, I have to admit that I've been dreading recording this episode of the Sonic News Driver because of the very sad news that I will have to report in it. I'm sure you probably heard about it by now but more on that in a bit. You probably also know that Gallifrey One 2011 took place. It was a very successful convention. I believe attendance was somewhere around 2,200, somewhere around there at least. It might have been just a tad below. No news, no big news coming out of the convention to report, though. Not as it relates to the new series, anyway. As with every year, the convention goes by so quickly... Even with the fourth day unofficially added, if you count the Thursday night where we have our meet and greet, the days go by so quickly it feels like you really slip through a time vortex. And this year I purposely kept my schedule loose and open so that I could do more and, well, you know what they say about the best laid plans of Mice and Time Lord. Well, without any further ado, let's get on with some selected Doctor Who related news. As always, delivered sonically to you. Five rounds, rapid, in memory of Nicholas Courtney. As I alluded to earlier, well, I didn't really allude to it. I really just, I came out and said it earlier that this is the news that I wish I didn't have to report. Most have probably heard by now, but just in case you haven't. Beloved actor Nicholas Courtney, best known for his role as Brigadier Alistair Lethbridge-Stewart on Doctor Who, has passed away at the age of 81. News came to me literally mid-flight. Thank you, Wi-Fi on Delta Airlines. On my way back from Gallifrey 1 in California, leaving Gallifrey 1 on such a high note on Doctor Who, and then getting this news on the flight back kind of dampered that a bit. But nonetheless, there's never a good time for, obviously, someone to pass. And But I suppose it's better that it happened after Gallifrey 1 and not during it. He died that Tuesday evening after the convention. He was battling cancer, and he had suffered a stroke in recent years that affected his ability to reprise his role on Doctor Who. For a very long time, Nicholas Courtney held the esteemed title of being the only actor to work with all the Doctors 
in Doctor Who. That had changed in later years, especially after the series returned to television. Although he was not in any of the recent Doctor Who stories since it returned, he has been referenced in many of them on several occasions. He did appear in one of the stories of the Sarah Jane Adventures, Enemy of the Bane, which, believe it or not, was in 2008. For some reason, I thought that was 2009. But to my understanding, that was transmitted in December 2008. Wow. I know his health wouldn't have allowed it, but I really wish he made an appearance in Doctor Who since it returned, even if it was just a cameo. Nicholas Courtney, who was born in Egypt, became a regular cast member in the John Pertwee era of the early 1970s on Doctor Who, playing the Brigadier. His first appearance as that character, though, goes back to the Patrick Troughton era in 1968. Before that, he was on Doctor Who with the very first Doctor, William Hartnell, playing a different character, Brett Vion, in 1965. But it was the Brigadier that became a fixture on Doctor Who, and even after the Third Doctor's era, in which he appeared almost on a weekly basis on the program, he would return to work with the other Doctors from time to time on television and audio dramas. For decades now, you couldn't think of UNIT, and for those that don't know, that's the United Nations Intelligence Task Force, and don't let what you hear in the new series tell you otherwise. That's where the acronym comes from. But you couldn't think of UNIT without thinking of Nicholas Courtney as the brig heading it up. Over the years, we saw his character grow and develop. Starting off very much as a man of the military, he became more of a learned gentleman as the series went on, while still maintaining his military background. He appeared in 107 episodes of Doctor Who. 107! Perhaps he is the ultimate companion to the Doctor. I'll let you scrabble whether or not he qualifies as a companion or not. He certainly has been a companion to viewers of the show over the years. He will be missed. And even though he hasn't been on the series recently, I still find it hard to believe that he's now gone. Tom Baker, a.k.a. the fourth Doctor, was quoted saying, quote, We shall miss him terribly. Of all the characters in Doctor Who, he was no doubt that he was the most loved by fans for his wonderful portrayal of the rather pompous Brigadier, end quote. Outside of Doctor Who, he appeared in other series such as The Saint, The Champions, Casualty, The Bill, and The Avengers. He died in a North London hospice with his wife at his side, and he is also survived by two children. A very sad day for all Doctor Who fans, indeed. James Corden is back! After appearing as Craig Owens last year in the episode The Lodger in Doctor Who, James Corden will be returning for another episode. Speaking of Stephen Moffat, he said, quote, I'm amazed and over the moon that Stephen asked me back. There was a fans poll of the last series, and the episode The Lodger did very well. I'm just going back for one episode, end quote. We don't know if he'll get a glimpse of the inside of the TARDIS this time, or if he will be returning once again in the future. We shall have to wait and see. Who are you going to call? In other casting news, it's been tweeted that it has been tweeted by the Torchwood production team that former Ghostbuster Ernie Hudson will be involved in the new Torchwood series, Miracle Day. This comes on the heels of the previously reported Wayne Knight of Seinfeld and Jurassic Park fame has also been cast in the series. But wait, there's more. It has been reported that C. Thomas Howell, 
will also have a part in the new series, according to Southland TV fans' website. You may recall C. Thomas Howell as one of the flying bicyclists in E.T. back in 1982, or the movie The Outsiders in 1983, or, or Red Dawn from 1984, which, by the way, I hear they're remaking it, oddly enough. I mean, not that I find anything being remade these days being odd, but just that, well, Red Dawn takes place in the middle of the Cold War with the Russian nuclear threat overhanging us, and, well, it was a... Well, not to give it all away, but I guess uh, well, I guess they'll, they'll change it now to terrorists or something like that, or who knows. When there's a buck to be made, there's a sequel or a remake or a reboot in the works. He was also in The Hitcher in 1986. And then in the 1990s, there was, well, um, well, let's see. Well, in the 2000s, there were, um, well, um, okay. Well, okay, I jest. He actually has been very prolific the decades after the 1980s. It's just that it's been mostly television work and TV movies. It's unknown what role these two will be playing in the new series. Massive, man, massive! Massive as in massive multiplayer online game, that is. Well, at least a multiplayer game as in a new Doctor Who multiplayer online game is in the works. BBC Worldwide has reportedly announced a new partnership with developer Three Rings to produce a, quote, free-to-play online multiplayer Doctor Who title named Doctor Who Worlds in Time. Players will enter the TARDIS and help defend civilization against various Doctor Who foes. The game will allow players to socialize and cooperate together, no ETA was given on when the title will be available. We'll keep you posted here on the Sonic News Driver. Have you read any audiobooks lately? Audible is the leading provider of digital audiobooks, but you know that already if you are a regular listener to the Sonic News Driver. They have over 75,000 titles to choose from in every genre, be it thrillers, business, history, and of course science fiction, fantasy, and so much more. Audible content is compatible with your iPods, MP3 players, well, over 500 devices for listening anytime, anywhere, just like this podcast. And for you listeners of the Sonic News Driver, well, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their service. They have tons of Doctor Who titles. You've got to check it out. To download your free Audible book, Simply go to audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap, A-R-T-T-R-A-P, for your free audiobook. As I said, they have a lot of Doctor Who titles, including recent titles featuring the 11th Doctor, plus titles featuring previous Doctors, such as the 5th Doctor, Peter Davison, who was just recently at Gallifrey One, 4th Doctor, Tom Baker... Well, check them out. They have, as I said, they have more Doctor Who titles than they even have Star Wars titles. Again, to download your free audiobook, simply go to audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap for your free audiobook. iPlayer for less than 10 bucks a month. The BBC iPlayer is set to go international with an iPad app leading the way in 2011. BBC Worldwide Director General Mark Thompson has been quoted stating 
that it would be, quote, fewer than $10 per month, end quote. Okay, well, I read that as $9.99 per month. <laughs> Anytime they say fewer than $10, you know they're saying $9.99, but we'll see. Not too bad for a few months that Doctor Who is on, but if you want it year-round, that's about, what, $120 if it is around $10 a month. The BBC iPlayer is now celebrating its third year in the UK. Doctor Who, the 11th hour, Matt Smith's debut episode, was named the most requested show in 2010 with 2.2 million plays. Well, that's going to wrap things up for this Sonic edition of the Sonic News Driver. If you are a Doctor Who Pachak listener and subscriber, which I'm sure you are, we have a bunch of episodes coming to you soon. I know it's been a while since our last episode with Gallifrey One. We have our live show. We have coverage of our meet and greet. And we have further coverage of the convention all coming to you soon. So stay subscribed on iTunes or ArtTrap.com or Podshock.net. I want to thank everyone who came by and said hi at our meet and greet and throughout the weekend in Los Angeles at Gallifrey One. Thanks for listening to The Sonic News Driver. You can send feedback to feedback at thesonicnewsdriver.com. This podcast is supported in part by the Sonic News Driver podcast companion app, now available in the iTunes App Store and for Android at AppBrain. Visit arttrap.com for more on this and other podcasts. This has been a production of Art Trap Productions. <laughs>